This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's a Hard Luck Show coming at you from the Pico Youth Center in the beautiful city of Santa Monica, California. Sitting next to me is my co-host, it's Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, here in the West Side once again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to put those raggedy shoes over there, dog. Come you on, look dog. at those raggedy put shoes and you learn about those. <laughs> now, thank you, buddy. I'm about to put duct tape on them. That's going to depress no, me. fight through the depression. <laughs> And I'm going to need fucking mushrooms after I look at you. <laughs> you take those cookies caps. You take those cookies caps. And on sound, old blue eyes. Oh. Sean Lewis. Oh. Certified audio oh. professional engineer for the Hard Luck Show. Yeah. yeah. Big Pig Mike is in the house handling visuals. Yeah, he's in. The, he's right now in the bathroom handling number two. Okay. No, he's right here. Oh, there okay. he is. There he is. Big Pig Mike. Do you wash, wait, your, wait, wait. Do you wash you your, your hands? hands? No. Uh, All right. Fecal <laughs> Mike. Anyways. <laughs> shit, we are on the west side. That's the truth. We're in the city of Santa Monica. Speaking of the oh. city of Santa Monica. Listen. Yeah. Oh, come on. We got a good... Solid. Camarada Solid, fucking old friend of mine, right here from the city of Santa Monica itself. Yep, yep. The illustrious, yeah. the talented, yeah. Jason what? Clown Brown. What up, what up, what Suicidal what up, what up? tattoo. Yeah, damn, that was a good ass intro right there. <laughs> yeah, dog. that Hell was the yeah. Fucking lustrous. That's yeah, good. Yeah, dog. What up, oh, clown? Man. Dude, it's fucking good to be here, man. Beautiful Santa Monica. Yeah. Right next to Samo, man. Randy's yeah. motherfucking street. Smoke yep. weed there. Yeah. Did shit there. Smoke sherm over there. Yeah. 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 Fucking shit, dude. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, motherfucking man. Jason, dog. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Own, owner of, owner and founder of Suicidal 
uh, ST tattoo. Yeah, man. Yeah, and fucking a badass tattoo artist. Well, thank in his you. Own thank right, you, my man. Friend. From here to Japan, yeah. global, worldwide. Yeah, mm. man. Shit. People say, hey, when do you know when you're worldwide? And you say, when uh, someone from another country comes in and sees you, you know, hey, yeah. I got your card in Germany, man. Yeah, that's right. right. I don't know. If you have yeah. to ask, hey, it could be one person from one country. That makes you that's world it. famous. Right. Hell yeah, that's true. Does. Globally. Globally. Yeah. Right. A motherfucking but, boy, me, him, and Polly had some, we had some, some tales, some oh, stories, bro, huh? Dude, yeah, man. You know, when, when uh, we talked about doing this, you know, you're like, you got to tell some Polly stories. And I'm like, shit, dude. I got so many of those fucking stories. I oh, can't I know remember. you do. Yeah. We, well, yeah. we're still talking about doing the Polly B podcast. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? I haven't lined Which, up at the door. Lining them at the door. Yeah, dude, really, man. Yeah. We bring everybody in. You would be the head, one of the headliners right oh, there, dog, dude. for sure. Jesus Christ. Just give that us dude. a little taste. Give us a little Polly B taste. Oh, man. Little Polly B taste, man. Okay, so <laughs> me and Polly and, and another mm-hmm. homie of mine, we caught him stinky because his fucking breast stink all the time. Right? <laughs> Don't laugh and, at me, uh, Mike. We, uh... <laughs> And uh, we're with uh, yeah. Don't fucking drink, eat some of that. <laughs> we're we're with this dude, uh, you know, Ricky Palomino. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're fucking out Riverside, fucking with these chicks, and we end up spending the night. And uh, and uh, Ricky ends up passing out in the front seat of this Toyota that we're in. The fucking thing breaks down, and dude is just fucking out for <laughs> for the count. And the dude, the tow truck driver, we're fucking off, I don't know, 710, whatever. Tow truck driver says, hey, man, you need to wake up your your boy. Get him out of the car so he can tow the car. Uh-huh. And Polly's like, hey, can you just leave him in there? <laughs> <laughs> so he just leaves him in there. And we get to like 405 and LAX. And this motherfucker wakes up, and he's in the fucking front seat, getting towed in this Toyota. Like, what the fuck? Knocking on the window, and Paulie's like fucking laughing and shit. He's like, "Give me the fuck out!" And we're just like, Man, you know, like that. That's the shit he would do. You know? Yeah, you know, hell like yeah. I mean, he tried to talk. With Polly. He talked this dude into it. Dude's like, I can't do that, man. It's like five in the morning though. Mm-hmm. He's like, "All right, fuck it. It's five in the fucking morning." You know, mm-hmm. dudes coming from Compton and shit, mm-hmm. and man, it, it was fucking hilarious. And that's the kind of shit he would do. Man, Absolutely, you know? if you got caught slipping with Polly, you're asking dude, you were me done. in a fucking sling. Dude. You were done, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. how long did you? When did you guys first meet up? Fucking thirty oh, years ago. Thirty fucking years ago, man. At least, dude. Yeah, at least. Did me was running around when I was running around. Yeah, you know, bumping and, at each other at parties and just like the Santa Santa Monica's small, bro. So yeah, touching bases and and he knows all my homeboys and mm-hmm. I mean you know uh, there was like there was like a handful of of cats that were white boys that grew up in Santa Monica that were from suicidal that they kind of enmeshed with the whole neighborhood of Santa Monica the homies so everybody everybody was like wrapped up in the same circles and you know a lot of them dudes are, a lot of my homies like the white homeboys you know they. We you know, went to school with all the dudes from Santa Monica, and it was like, you know, if it wasn't for fucking punk rock music, you know what I'm saying? Right. They'd be banging with Santa Monica. It right, was just something right, that right, right, right. We did, you know. We, we, we was different than, like, you know, the English punks or the American punks. They're like, what these fucking dudes wearing flannels and bandanas with mohawks and fucking slam dancing backyard parties and shit. Mm-hmm. So it was a little different, and they kind of based it off, you know, the right. Chicano fucking 
low riding and fucking skateboarding and all that shit. So yeah. it kind of was it, a, a different lot of thing. It was, it was yeah, and it was a lot of it was the same shit with some different perimeters. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you it's had, like that over here on the uh, on the west side, like that. Yeah. You know, exactly. You had dudes like. Like fucking chief working the Santa Monica Civic as security from sure, sure. Santa Monica, going, "What the fuck's going on?" You know, the dudes in the slam pit, and these dudes are like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, you can't hit people, but you can <laughs> go around and shit. And do your thing. <laughs> you know, so they were always around, and it was just yeah. kind of, you know, we grew up with families. My, you know, one of my fa- my best homeboys, Sleepy, you know, his brother's Harpo Cricket, you know, and I used to live right here on Seventh and Pacific, and. And man, I just skateboard down the hill in the morning and see all the fucking dried out socks from motherfuckers sniffing paint and yeah, shit, you yeah, know, yeah, all night, yeah, all yeah. night, dude. So, you know, it was. Uh, were Were you always an artist? You know, I I I started drawing very very young, man, and you know, it was uh, it was more like doing like you know uh, flyers for punk rock shows and, and you know drawing on skateboards and. You know, starting off with the fucking skulls and the hyenas and shit like that. And, and uh, you know, it's uh, dudes like Rick Clayton who, you know, he he his art covers like the first album, Suicide Tendencies, all the hand-drawn shirts. So then we started drawing them by hand. And, you know, as I started getting older, I, you know, I knew that I had some some type of, uh, of talent and shit. And right. it was, you know, it just kind of went that way. And, and, and as I got older, I, I was, you know, I worked at an art school and, you know, try to go to Pico Tech and take a couple classes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at that time, it was just all about doing the music, you know, playing punk rock since fucking 83. Me and my brother started a band, Psychotic Youth, which we can get to that, you know, we're these days doing it again. Just got out of the studio and doing an album, going to drop it here pretty soon. So, yeah. yeah. So, Psychotic Youth, was that your first, like, so-called group that you started work, like, you started putting your music together with somebody? Yeah, yeah. Me and my brother decided, you know, hey, we want to fucking do a band, and we got a couple dudes from, from the neighborhood and started off rehearsing in, you know, the homeboy's fucking living room, and right. we didn't have a fucking drum set, so my brother played on the recycling cans and shit, and <laughs> homemade guitars, and I wasn't even going to sing. I was going to play bass. And then I'm like, fuck this, man. I want to sing, you know? And, right. Your uh, face is too pretty. You have yeah, to be out front, well, thank right? you, my man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it just led to that, you know, and it led to, first it led to backyard parties, and, uh, you know, it just kept going. That was probably like 83, 84, and then we, uh, my brother went away to college in 88, and, uh, you know, I stopped playing music for a couple years, joined another band with a couple local dudes not, called Evil, E-V-O-L, and uh, you know we had some we had some label interest from Hollywood Records and shit like that. Nothing ever came of it, but I kind of just kept kept going through the genres, bro. I was in a band called Strapped, who was like from Santa Monica. Um, you know, it was all about you know that hip hop punk rock shit. And yeah, we got signed. Did a were able to do a tour. Actually, we opened up for Snoop over in Europe, so that was pretty intense. What was that like? You know, it was insane because we're here at the in Cologne at the Zenith Arena, and we're just a backyard fucking punk band, you know? Right. And we're like, what the fuck were we going to do with this, you know? <laughs> and, uh, dude, it, it just it went over well, man, and it was, it was good because our bass player was actually Snoop's tour manager at the time. So we kind of got to get on that tour, man, and it was something that, uh, you know, I never forget. I had been there a bunch of times. Touring with suicidal tendencies, I would go on the road with them and tattoo, yeah, and then do a little bass teching on on the way. So I was I was blessed to be able to 
get taken over there, Germany, France, Madrid, you know, because of tattooing and music, Mm -hmm. I've been able to be a lot of places, man. And what what year approximately was it when you uh, were invited to tour with Snoop for a minute there in Europe? Um, That was 2005, I think it was. Our album had dropped. And um, uh, yeah, man, it was uh, it was the Puff Puff Pass tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it was a trip, bro. You know, we were on tour with them for probably about a month. You know, and uh, you know, uh, I got to meet his band real well, but I never really met the dude. He was pretty, you know, he was pretty. Uh, he was doing. I met, I met, I met Don Juan though. You know, yeah, yeah he was Don a trip. the Magic Juan. Yeah, he was a trip, man. He always why he just man, he just wanted them bitches man, all the time. <laughs> This motherfucker's like, I don't know, 60, 70 years old. And, <laughs> right, and but like, he's not done. Huh? Yeah, he is not done, you know. And then the band always wanted to party and shit. So it was an experience, you know, because over there, it's uh, it's kind of like uh, everything, you know, behind the wall, is, they're a little bit later than us. So when you when you come to L.A. or Hollywood, you can go, like, to the Roxy and see a punk and a hip-hop back together. You know right, what I mean? Right, Over there, it was a little different. You, you Same dude in the front row flipping you off will be waiting at the bus to get your autograph, you know, because right. you're from L.A. Right. You know what I mean? So it was, a, it was a different experience for us, and people were probably wanting to hear straight hip-hop, but we just threw the punk rock with it, and... You know, people got to love it in, in their own sense, you know. And so let me ask you this. Well, so so was it what was the decision or who made the decision to put that mix together? I mean, it makes sense in L.A. And in some circles, like I definitely think a lot of some of the spirit of hip hop makes sense to put it with punk rock or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So who is putting the mix together to say, yeah, let's put these ingredients and see what happens. Well, we had this dude named Dave Aaron who did a lot of the Snoop shit. He passed away. He's the one that uh, <clears throat> produced the record. And, you know, Big J was in the band and Rascal was in the band. And, um, you know, we always had punk rock roots, but we always had hip hop too. Those dudes were doing hip hop shit also. You know, that we're talking... You know, uh, uh, we're talking about like you know before like Limp Biscuit and all that shit. There was bands like bands like Downset, you know, yeah, and they were doing that shit, and uh, it was a little more heavier. And we wanted to do some punk rock with some rapping, and uh, you know, it, it just kind of fused on our our favorite things from listening to bands like Exploited to the Ghetto Boys, right? You know what I mean? We would just mix it together and. And do it from, you know, everything is about the streets. You know, our songs are about growing up in the neighborhood and and, and all that stuff. It just all came from the heart, you know. And now going, I want to reverse in time and go back to, how did you guys come up with, was it Psychotic Youth? Psychotic Youth. Yeah. How did you come up with that name? So, you know, when, when uh, we first got together, the band was called Delinquent Society. And, <laughs> and, and you know, we were just just fucking skateboarding and, and stealing wood, making ramps on the corners and shit. And, and, uh, you know, uh, over here, when, when, when you say, Hey, let's get psycho, they would spell it C Y C O, you know, instead of P S Y C H O, you know what I'm saying? So we're like, man, let's change the band, you know, to psycho youth. And then it was like, all right, well, let's make it psychotic youth, you know, Cause we were young then, you know. Now these, t- now these fucking dudes are like, you guys should call it sciatic youth because you're all fucking old <laughs> and shit, sciatic you know. Youth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we just kind of, we just kind of fill up, feed it off the name because 
you know, about six years ago, me and my brother decided to do a reunion show for Big Fish. Mm-hmm. Big Fish was having some health issues, and uh, we did get the original lineup back together. But some of these dudes hadn't played in fucking years. Right. You know what I'm saying? How did that? that sound? Oh, man. It was, you know, it, it was kind of a fucking nightmare. But when we played, we played at this place called Cafe Nella in, uh, in uh, Northeast L.A. And... Uh, you know, it was everyone was just so stoked that we had done a reunion, and so they were just so wasted they didn't even care what it sounded like. They right. were just fucking thrashing. Sounded great. Yeah, and we're like, man, and then and then promoters started calling us because the punk rock shit started coming back. You know what I mean? Right. And we weren't doing it to get on the wagon. We were just like, fuck, man. There's not many bands coming out of the West Side right now. Let's see if we can do something with this. And so here we are about seven years later. My brother ended up uh, uh, leaving the band for some personal issues. And uh, I brought some new dudes in the band. And I got a couple youngsters who are fucking, you know, they're from Venice and Santa Monica. They are they psychotic? The are they psychotic? They're psychotic. Each one of them are like into extreme sports. My guitar player does fucking motocross. Right. The drummer does BMX. The fucking bass players, this crazy ass dude does 60 miles an hour downhills on skateboards. You know what I mean? Fuck. So they fit right in, bro. They fit right in. And, you know, we had this dude named Nick Jett from the L.A. hardcore band Terror. Uh-huh. He produced the album. And then we had Howie Weinberg mix it. Actually, he he mastered it. And this dude's done like fucking Led Zeppelin, Nirvana, Blondie, like all these bands. And, you know, the album is just banging dude and we can't wait for it to come out and when is it coming out uh we're 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 working for an august 5th release we're just gonna put it out ourselves, you know on the on the platforms and we're working out right now we're working out an album deal with a a label called auspicious recordings which is a distribution out of wolf entertainment from germany so we're trying to work out this album deal but either way it's going to come out. We do have two singles out right now on all the platforms. What are they called? Uh, one's called Psychofied. Psychofied? Psychofied, yeah. With a C? With a, with a C. And uh, that's, uh, that actual song is about our boy Jay Adams. You know what I mean? We pay tribute <sighs> to him. And the video is a bunch of unreleased uh, video of him. Hold on. That we got from Ray Flores. We have it right here. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah, that's me. Holy shit. What did they do? Fucking pump you full of fucking chemicals? You know what? It's funny you say that because my clients come see me and they're like, dude, you're a fucking different dude on that stage, you know? Right. With that prosthetic fucking leg. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How do you work that into the fucking deal? Oh, man. You know, it's, you know, when you hear music that you like and it raises the hairs on your arms. Yeah. Like you just go into a different different sense of right being you know what i mean right because if i didn't like it i wouldn't be doing it you know what i mean so let me ask you so we covered a little bit of the music stuff and an album that's coming out and what's going on there back up and tell us uh you know obviously man you you were one of the 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 originators of, of of the whole suicidal movement you know and all that when did your first tattoo shop open up First tattoo shop opened up on Venice and Beethoven in 98. In 98, yeah, you opened that 98. spot. in 98. And uh, me and Mike Mir, the singer of Suicidal, we were partners with his brother Jim from Dogtown. Mm-hmm. And um, we had another dude that was a partner that kind of owned the owned the property mm-hmm. and uh, some kind of fucking 
things, some bad business deals went wrong and we ended up moving across the street. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously me and Mike were partners. He's not a partner anymore, uh, you know, but he's still a part of the shop. It still consists of, you know, the whole movement. You know, it's sure. a, it's a culture shop, dude, you know? Yeah. Punk rock tattoos, low writing, it's all something that you can see, you know? Well, because, I, I, you know, I got to tell you, man, I really admire the fact that, first off, You've you've had you've you've been in business and kept this shop going uh for fucking twenty something years. Twenty five years. Twenty five years, next right? Year will be twenty five years. Now man. you're talking about in a city that's one of the most expensive, hardest cities in the world to even survive at. Right? Yeah. This guy has kept his business going twenty five years in Venice. Through yeah. the pandemic. Through uh, through the pandemic. Through the fucking the the fucking the, riots, the, the, the riots, <laughs> but through the fucking recession. How about the recession? Yeah. The fucking through yeah. all that shit, bro. Yeah. This guy is kept, and I always am like, damn, Jason, you you man, you always figure it out, I man. Appreciate like, that, man. I don't. I mean, you always figure it out, bro, and you do it, and you do it with pretty much with a smile on your face, man. Yeah, man. You know it. It you know it's had it's it's ups and downs. You know, I never knew I business imagine. until I fucking opened the shop. You know what I mean? I figure out everything by learning what not to do, and what to do, not who to hire, not who to trust. Right. And it's been a long fucking road, and I've gone through a gang of fucking artists. But some of those artists, more than half of them, have opened up their own shops. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So they see the potential of themselves. Even maybe when they got hired, they didn't want to open a shop, but they kind of, you know, built up their clientele and did it, you know, feasibly. A couple motherfuckers, I, I had to take their shit because they didn't do it feasibly. Right. But, you know, it, it's all has to go with, you know, hey, all I say is leave your fucking drama at the door and clean up for after yourself, man, and, and, and take it as, you know, because at the end of the day, these dudes can just go home. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They ain't got to worry about keeping right, the fucking right. lights on and shit. Right, so right. I, I learned a lot, bro, you know, and uh, and uh, it's it's been a, a tough road to keep it open. But, you know, it's a trip because during the pandemic, you know, uh, I have four dudes work with me, now five. And we were in one location and we moved into a, a, a different location that that was bigger. And people were like, how the fuck did you do it during COVID, you know? Mm-hmm. I tell you, on the motherfucking hard luck show right now. Here we go. I ain't never been more busy mm-hmm. right, tattooing than when COVID was around. Right. Hope the tax man will hear about that shit. Yeah. But right. dude, you know Stop what I'm listening. Saying? Stop listening. And it was a trip because the, the, the health department would come, fucking knock on the door. You know, we had, we had to paper up the door, had to put cameras up. I had to tell these people, call me for your car, because they didn't want to stay right, clean at all. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like... Come in the back, all that shit. But but I, I felt good about it, because it went back to the olden days when the shit was underground. Right. You know what I mean? And and uh, it, it was just something that... It's like, dude, I, I couldn't keep people away. And, and uh, you know, we moved into a bigger shop and got another another artist and just some room to breathe a little bit because it was just kind of too small at the other location and mm. and dude it was i there was a couple times during my career i was just like man i could just do this privately right and just you get know rid of the mean? whole headache yeah but 
There ain't nothing like a street shop. No, bro. You got that tweaked out motherfucker coming in there. You got somebody asking stupid shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, you got dudes like Polly B coming in. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, can I use the back? With widescreen TVs and shit like that. Right, right. Can I park my bike inside your shop for a couple weeks? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) You know what I mean? Hey, can I use the back room to fucking count count some money? (laughs) Yeah, I go go back there, and there's a fucking uh, uh, one of those... Machines where you suck the plastic up. Yeah. And there's fucking 100 racks out there. And yeah, I'm like, what in bro. the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> you said count some me, money. Motherfucker had me counting fucking a half a million dollars oh, in the back of the store with him. Jesus Christ, dude. So you know, bro. And yeah, Shit man. like that or, you know, hey, bro. Yeah, go all, uh, all sorts of shit. Yeah, dude, some, you know, uh, shit yeah, that yeah. I'm like, he would be like, if you don't come in the back with me right now and do a bump, I'm going to tell everybody in the shop that you're doing it anyway. <laughs> like, fuck, bro, I'm working right now. And then in the hand, out of the palm of the hand, I'm like, fuck, you can't even put it on the counter. Motherfucker, out of the palm of your greasy ass hand. Shit like that, bro. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so if yeah. it wasn't for a walk in shop, I would have never met the people that I met or, or never lived those stories. Right. Yeah, sure. Right. And fucking, you know what, too, man, is that you ever, ever since Beethoven Venice, like, you were always, um, it's, it's, to just call it just a tattoo shop would be shortchanging it because you always had like a bigger plan. Like Jason was always like, as soon as he'd see me, I'd get out of the joint or whatever. As soon as I was working, he'd be like, hey, bro, you want to bring your clothes? You want to put some clothes? You want to put the tea? You want to put, like you were always down to like bringing lifestyle stuff. Yeah. Like, here, man, you know what? Why don't you just, we'll give you a little area and you could put up the yeah. Supermax or when we were doing Joker or yeah. if you had Famous or what? Yeah. And we're going to get some skateboard decks and yeah, and yeah. Uh, always down to like support local 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 people around, dude, and, yeah. and brands, and you're always able to add a little bit more. And you were kind of on that page earlier on. You're more than just a uh, a tattoo shop. You were a lifestyle shop, you know. Yeah, and that's what I like to to refer to the shop as. You know, it's a it's a lifestyle shop. It comes with the territory. You know, people. I mean, some people just come from Europe and they don't even get tattooed. They just want to see. What's going on if there's sure. a hundred punk rock flyers on the wall or what kind of they want to buy us, uh, you know, even if they want to buy a bandana, dude, and put it on their head inside the shop and then take it off when they fucking walk off. Sure. Walk right. out. They just want to be a part of the movement. Right. What, what have not. I mean, dude, I, I was when before I even opened the shop, I, I was seeing Supermax in Hollywood and when I worked to L.A. Tattoo, man. Sure. And I'm like, yeah. what's up? And I think it was even before I met you. And, and then. You know, he had the fucking T-shirt with Polly on it with the shotgun. Dude. Yep. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? And I'm like, this is fucking dope. And then we met and, and uh, you know, that's why I'm just so stoked that it's coming back, bro, because it deserves to be on this platform of clothing, man. Lucky yeah. you've been doing it for fucking time you, immemorial. So, yeah, you know, you know, every time we would tour, i go down to Joker. You'd hook me up with boxes of shit. And I was just like, this is where it's at, you know, and... uh Dude, it's it's been it's been going ever since, and we will always carry that kind of culture in the shop because that's what we're about, you know. Right? Yeah, absolutely, dude. It's a yeah. West Side thing. Yeah, yeah man. And those 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 real places, those authentic places, are becoming more and more rare, dude. They're going extinct. Yeah. And yeah, that's why people are hungry to step in and, and at least just witness or see yeah. or come in. The lifestyle. They want to show experience that they were it. there. Right. Yeah. 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 I think it's important. And and. See, man, there's a much bigger part of this whole thing than even you keeping your doors open for you. Yeah. 
because you're keeping your doors open to something that's almost, it's almost like a museum, dude. In yeah. a sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it it keeps it alive, and and you kept it going even when the whole punk thing wasn't even revived yet. Yeah. When people were like way moved off of that, now it's like, oh yeah. yeah, nah, yeah. Nah. So yeah. weathering the storm, we were talking about on an earlier show to. So many people move different. Oh, I'm doing this. Then four years later, they quit that. Oh, I'm doing this. Yeah. Then four years later, they're they doing move this. with the movement. Move the movement. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Never stay track. But the fact that you've stayed on the same trajectory and what's happened now, now it's hot. Yeah. Now it's probably like I was with Joey Castillo the other night. We we're having dinner, right? Joey Castillo is touring right now the fucking world with the circle jerks. So yeah. I'm like, this resurgent, uh, resurgence of, of punk rock is like, really, you know? And I'm like, tell me something, dog. Who's, who's out there that's really, really killing it? Like, who really killing it in punk rock? He goes, and he, he starts off and he's like, well, bro, you know a lot of these guys ain't still around anymore, you know? Like, yeah. there's different bands and they're not around, dude. And they're like, some just can't happen. Like, yeah, he goes, us? She said, circle jerks? And suicidal, yeah, are two that are crushing. He goes, but suicidal is crushing it, yeah. Bro. And he yeah. was like looking at me like he dudes are like, yeah, yeah, killing it, dude, yeah. And um, good man, I'm glad because that's hometown shit, yeah. And, and you, know? you know, Mike has a Mike has the golden touch, bro. Like, and Joey had said he goes, bro, I went, I was, he was with him fucking like a month before. Yeah. I don't know if it was Australia where they were, and he goes, so I went and saw Mike do backstage. We went and kicked, you know, he wants to, and he goes, this motherfucker's the same dude, same dude running up and down. You know, this motherfucker's in his sixties, bro, running up and <laughs> down. You know, I remember we we're on tour in Hawaii, and this motherfucker fell off like a five foot stage, and <laughs> fucked his back up pretty Damn. bad, and he had some surgeries and shit, and. And, uh, you know, he wasn't supposed to be doing none of that shit, bro, you know, but, you know, he came up through the ashes and he, dude, it's just him, that dude, and Freddie Madball from Madball, dude, those dudes are just fucking gnarly still, you know what I mean? Keeping it going back and forth and back and forth. And, and it's just like, I look at those dudes and I'm like, fuck, you know, I'm not much younger than them, but I'm like, I the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to be just like those dudes, man. You but, know what I mean? So now we're listen, listening to the Titans. The Titans. The Titans. The, <laughs> the gods from Mount Olympus discuss, mm -hmm. right? But if you, if you guys had to say like, okay, these might be some up and coming or this may be an area to look at, do you guys have any thoughts about 
where to look at for maybe new punk rock or young or synth punk or is there any thoughts that you have related to that man that's that's a tough question because you got you like like lucky said dude you got these bands that a lot of the dudes aren't around anymore but you know the singers some bands of singers are around like my band i'm the real only original member but you know you know it's it's hard to like, I watched that fucking uh, documentary about Machine Gun Kelly and shit. I'm like, let me fucking check this shit out. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And dude's like, you know, you know, I'm just like, fuck, this dude's got a bad rap. And you watch that shit, dude, you know, fucking fuck, fuckers throwing bottles at him and shit. He's got his kid there. And, and you know, and he's like, yeah, man, I fuck, I don't know why these problems are. People with problems with me. I got fucking fired from 2013. I'm like, 2013, motherfucker. I got flyers from 83. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like to change, for him to change, you know, yeah, he put out that Hotel Diablo record and it was hip hop and then, you know, he found it, this pop punk fucking shit. Yeah. To be it, you know, whatever. But I think right now for me, there's bands that been out that, that, that I'll always like that weren't around then bands like Deftones bands like Kill Switch Engage fucking you know Madball Hate Breed shit like that that's kind of shit that I'm into and um, you know there's a couple other bands that uh, I can't really think of the names but that, that, that are what about tattooing like so you know it, we, on this show I mean you can't fucking throw a rock without hitting a guy that was like hey when I started with tattoos, that shit was unpopular. That meant you weren't getting a job. That meant blah, blah, blah. Yes. Now we're in the zone of, you know, it's pretty well widely accepted. Sure, sure. Yeah, you, you, back then, now if, you're, if you don't have a tattoo, you ain't cool. Right. You know what I mean? So, so where do you, let me ask you this. Where do you think or what sense are you getting, what's the next evolution of tattooing? Is there another phase? Is there going to be a resurgence of something? Are you seeing more stuff that you didn't see before? You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, like, uh, inks and equipment that's coming out that's fucking innovative. Like, right now, you know, I start off using a coil machine, which is the OG shit, but right now I'm using a rotary machine, which has a battery pack, which has no cords. Right. You know, no foot switch. I can fucking tattoo on the airplane if I wanted to. And it's not because I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Be, to be honest with you, fucking lazy, Holmes. I don't want to fucking, you know, everything's disposable. Right. You know, it's simple. I can fucking put my shit in a backpack, go to Japan and tattoo for two weeks. It's that simple. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the resurgence of, 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 the, uh, of the style that's coming out, you know, you got these, we call them hybrid tattooers. They're fresh out of art school. They pick up a rotary machine. They never made a needle, never built a tattoo machine. And it's just a kind of paint by numbers. You know what I'm saying? But they do some fucking outrageous shit. You know what I mean? Right. It over, you know, fucking color saturation, dark blacks, you know, over in Italy. They're just fucking killing it over there. Fucking uh, in Spain. It's different. But there's no there's no place in the world that you can get that soul cow black and gray lowrider style but right here you right. know what i'm saying and you, even though you, you might see a dude that's doing like there's some dudes in japan that are doing this fucking awesome lowrider shit but you can tell it's very mapped out you know it's right. it, it's good but you can tell the different flow man with southern california 
East LA type shit, single yeah. needle shit. You can fully tell the difference in it. And a lot of people, like you said, the resurgence are jumping on that. You right. know, they want that look, bro. They want that single needle penitentiary look, but super clean. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. And what about, let me, so I'm kind of curious, like, what is the different, if you were to really think about it, like you laid out sort of the Southern California aspect to a certain amount to the tattooing. Do you have a sense of like, you know, why, what makes Japanese tattooing Japanese? Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, the true, like I, I actually, I, I went there twice to right before COVID one in November and, and December, and I got I got an option to work at this place called Jellyfish Tattoo, where this dude just did full body suits and shit. Oh, shit. And I was like, "Fuck!" And it was a friend of mine. It was his his cousin, and uh, he let me post up there. And I, I think I did a Virgin Mary on somebody, and and he was just, you know, excited about watching me do that as I was as him over there hand poking this bodysuit. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> And a lot of the dudes, like, he, he would outline with the machine, and then he would poke, you know, he would do a punji stick, and he would get the color in there and shit, and just the way that, that they, he maps it out. But then you got other dudes over there that you're like, damn, if, this, if I could swear this dude wasn't Chicano, I mean, wasn't Japanese, he'd be Chicano, the way he's dressed, the right. tattoos he has, the way he tattoos. You know, it's just like the the Lolos back in the 2000s, man. And, you know, and the Impalas were getting shipped over there, to you Japan. know, Japan. Yeah. And, and they were fucking getting them from over here. And they, I guess they just got smart and started coming over and getting them themselves. But, <laughs> you know, um, the car culture is fucking huge over there. Last time I was there, I went over to South Korea to tattoo for a couple of days. Because when you're in Japan and you go to South Korea, it's like going to Vegas for the weekend. Right. You're it's right really there. close, man. You yeah. know? And it was South Korea and a, a place called Sunrat Tattoo. And, uh, and uh, you know, this dude did a lot of traditional, but I tattooed a lot of uh, tattooers out there. Most of them were female. And most of them were black and gray artists, you know, females. And I'm like, wow, man, these people, they, really they really got this shit over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just a trip to, to see how we influence them and how... They influence us, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, you got to know it when you're doing a Japanese tattoo and you got to know how it goes, you know? You got to know that, you know, uh, the koi fish swims downstream or you got to know shit about it because they'll look at that shit no matter how good it is and they'll fucking laugh. They'll be like, <laughs> any Japanese sure, tattoo, sure, you know? Sure. Right. They'll be nice about it because they're fucking nice people. Right. But still, you know, it, it, it's it's a weird trip, dude. And I think that... It's just exploding over there, you know? It's just crazy. And in South Korea, how long were you in South Korea? I was there for five days, bro. And in yeah. those five days, did you eat some amazing barbecue or what Dude, the fuck? Every fucking barbecue spot has got the fucking <sighs> stove on the table. Yeah, really? Man. And they fucking got a lot of, for how small those motherfuckers are, Yeah, they got a lot of food on the table. I'm like, God damn, homes, <laughs> we're going to eat all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And, and, you know, it was cool because. Went to the fucking underground diamond store and all the bootleg shit, you know. <laughs> all the kids got Supreme jumpsuits for Christmas and yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it was cool. It was an experience, man. And, and, and uh, you know, the, they're just kind people, man. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, 
especially in Japan, dude. Like, uh, you know, I couldn't ask for any more how nice the people are. And, oh, you yeah. know, fuck, I think uh, I was like Michael Jackson or fucking something. And I'm just like <laughs> some white boy from Santa Monica, yeah. you yeah. know? <clears throat> and it's such a trip how, how nice they are and the fucking streets are clean and... You know, it's just crazy, man. It's it's, it's an experience. They hitting you up about Polly V out there? Yeah, Mr. Tanaka always, you know, <laughs> hits, <laughs> you talk know. about the blue plates that fell out of his jacket or whatever when he was oh, over there. Man, oh dude. yeah, you didn't hear that story. Oh, <laughs> we land we land in Japan. This is after about ten different stories. Just getting there. Yeah, yeah, right. But the first night that we're in Japan, and this is with Paul, Joey, Esteban, uh -huh. me. And Tanaka's like, all right, I'm taking you out to dinner. So he takes us out to dinner to this sushi place. And it's one of those sushi places where every time they bring you sushi, when you on your little plate, you oh, it was like the the kind with oh, yeah. the, the, the conveyor the, belt. The conveyor belt, right? Yeah, yeah. So you finish it's and called you're Cora. stacking. Cora, and you're stacking, yeah, stacking them, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you got pink plates or this much, white plates, <laughs> this much. Can only know where this is fucking going, bro. So <laughs> Polly B's eating all the expensive shit, dude, right? <laughs> eating all the expensive shit, right? Yeah. And he's like, Paul, like, Shaw wants to take us out to dinner. And Polly B's like, I don't know, we're going to take you out to dinner. But then when he saw, like, how much the shit was costing, Polly B's like, hey, dude, I'm going to fucking... I'm going to make a bunch of these blue plates disappear. <laughs> the blue plates were the expensive ones. <laughs> so he's like fucker. telling Paul Rossi, yeah. hey, give me your blue plates. He's telling us that one. <laughs> give me blue plates. Oh, you got he's it, got you like fucking... a stack like that, dude. <laughs> he's got like $200 for the blue plates. <laughs> what? So he goes into the bathroom, and he like he's wearing like a fucking jacket, like a Big Ben jacket. Yeah, yeah. But he tucks the Big Ben jacket, so now he looks completely retarded. He's got, like, <laughs> he's got a Big Ben jacket yeah. tucked in his thing, dude. And he fucking puts all of the plates in. So he walks dude. out, bro. He looks like he's got like like uh, he looks like he got telephone books. All <laughs> and we're trying to walk out of there, and the lady's like, she's like adding up, and she's like. Something don't seem right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the fucking little manager guy comes over, and Polly B's like trying to go out like the the front like air entrance. Yeah, yeah. And the guy like grabs on him, and Polly's like, "Don't grab on me!" And the guy's like trying to grab him. He's like, "Hey!" Yeah. And the guy gets like a hold of like his jacket. <laughs> And Polly B just goes, like, run. Yeah. And our distributor's there with his wife, dude. <laughs> and the jacket comes open, and blue plates fly <laughs> all, all over the fucking floor, bro. And Jesus they bust Christ. this guy trying to fuck him. It was dude, fucking that, so embarrassing, bro. Polly B right there, Oh, yeah. yeah. No matter yeah. how. No matter how much money that dude had, yeah. no, right. that shit, bro. It's the always principle. Get over. Yeah. Always, always want to get over, you know? Always, bro. Yeah. So what? So out of curiosity, what's the worst fucking tattoo you've ever seen? What's a memorable Fuck. one, dude? I man, the I've ever seen. I can tell you this, bro. I can tell you the fucking weirdest tattoo I've ever done. Okay. Yeah. So this chick comes in, right? I'm not there. And it's like, you know, middle-aged Mexican girl and shit, business fucking suit. And she makes a, an appointment for a consultation. I'm not there. So the dude say, hey, man, this girl's coming in tomorrow. This is what she wants. And what it is, bro, it's a picture of this porn star bent over with a star around her asshole. Okay. Like a five-point star. All right. But all, that's what she wants. I go, you guys are fucking kidding me, right? 
He's like, no, man. Oh, bro, this is what you want. I swear to God. I'm like, all right, let me see. Let me know what the weird part is. So she fucking comes in, and I'm like, is this you? And she's like, yeah, can we go in the back and talk? And I'm like, you know, because I got to fucking interview someone like that. that. That's just... Right. First of all, it's fucking dirty as fucking nasty. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, you know, she ain't like all fucking, she ain't a dime piece or nothing. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, fuck, if she was, I'd be no problem. Let's do right, it. Yeah, right, right. sure. So uh, she has an appointment and then uh, she, she calls me and, and she's like, hey, I can't make the appointment. And I'm like, why? And she's like, ah, you know, girl stuff. I'm like, what do you mean? It was that time of month. And I'm like, thank fucking God. I said, listen, when you come in, don't be like going around and walking on the boardwalk. Mm. Get that sh- mm. shave from butthole to belly button. Right. right. Come in here fucking dripping wet, still out of the shower. Right. This and that. So, you know, I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do this? So she wants the five-point star, just a regular star around her asshole. And then she wants three little stars on her vagina lips on each side. Right? What? Yeah. So I, I'm trying. I'm like, there ain't no it's way I'm going to freehand this shit because it's straight lines, you know? Right, right, right. So there's a part where the fucking <coughs> asshole is in the vagina. There's the right. taint part, you right. know? Right. Which, which should be a good amount of skin, right? Right. If you ain't had your shit tore open for fucking right. how, how long. Right. There wasn't real... much there, dude. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much there. So right. I had to get wow. the... It's kind of hard to explain the bottom of the star... To kind of go there, so I'm like, how the fuck am I do it? So I get full fucking hospital gowns, right? Right. I get the assistant. I'm like, go go get fucking gowned up, get a mask on. We gotta do this girl right. fucking asshole right now. Is you kidding me? <laughs> so I got her full fucking curled up over the bench, ass in the air, and I'm just fucking got a 14 liner. And I'm just fucking lining this. I'm telling dude, spread her fucking ass cheeks. Come on, bro. Right. And he's in there fucking spreading her ass. Don't be right? scared. Well, she starts fucking. Kind of getting off on it, bro. Get out of here. And, and you know, and Get. she starts to fucking leak a little bit no. out of the vagina. Like she had a fucking issue. Like had an orgasm and shit. And my boy's like, oh, fuck, dude. You know what I mean? And so I end up fucking tattooing her. She doesn't fucking move at all. And then she's like, hey, can you put my boyfriend's name on my lower back also, right? And I'm like, fuck, all right. Fuck. Dude. Cakewalk. This... Broad would not stop moving when I tattooed her lower back. I'm like, what in the fuck? I just fucking grinded yeah, pretty much right. your whole fucking ass end, and you can't stop moving. And this is on your lower back. It should be a fucking cakewalk. Her nerves had probably been pounded into oh, submission. Dude, so so she pounded with a bunch of other shit, and I'm yeah. just like, you know, why are you uh, why are you doing this? You know, and she's like, oh, you know. I, I think what she, some dude wanted her to do it for a fucking target or some shit. And she's like, I just want to do something crazy. And I'm all, bitch, why don't you go fucking jump out of a plane or some shit? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. That's, yeah. that's, it was fucking way out, dude. And, and uh, people are like, that can't be true. And I'm like, dude, it, it's, it's fucking true, man. I got to say, that is one of the best tattoo stories dude. I've ever heard. Heck yeah. That's yeah. the best I've ever heard. Yeah. Man, dude. And then I just threw out an uh, enormous price at her, dude. It was like 600 bucks. Right. It took me like 15, 20 minutes. She's yeah. like, okay. And I'm like, fuck, man. I got to I mean, do you this know, shit. if somebody's going to get that level of work done, they're going to pay any oh, I'm price. telling you, you bro, because there ain't much people would do that shit. Right. Yeah. Frank, Frank I mean, ba- this is 20 years ago, you know? So Frank Ball Jr. was telling us a story of how when he first started tattooing and first got into a shop, some dude came in and he wanted like, uh, $100 bills or Benjamins yeah, right? yeah, on his eyelids. And like, so he told us some crazy story, dude. And yeah, he had to make it happen, dude. And yeah, dude, sometimes crazy. you got to do it. You're just like, you know, hey, they're going to fucking go somewhere else. And 
Yep. If you want to get paid, man, it's, you know. But, I mean, it's their body. Yeah. They're asking for it. Yeah. yeah, man. And I was just like, man. What have you said no to? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, bro, I don't get down with no racist shit. Yeah, I don't like right, no fucking right, white right, power right. shit like right. that, you know. And it's like I, 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 uh, I do cover ups, but sometimes, bro, I just don't do. I just, yeah, I'm like, man, I, that that's uncoverable. You got you gotta either get it lasered, you know right. what I mean. So a lot of the times, I won't even fuck with cover ups or fuck with other people's work. I mean. Dude, I've been doing it too long to to be able to have to choose to do that. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I don't like doing tribal. I'm not into that shit, even though, you know, it's kind of another level. I mean, you got, you know, because when I started, you know, it's you got certain sections of designs through the decades, you know. Like, you got the rows of the 70s. <laughs> you got the fucking tribal of the, uh, well... 80s you got the yeah so you know you got the tribal of the eight or well, the 90s, and 90s shit. yeah and then the 2000s everyone wanted the fucking day of the dead shit you know <laughs> and now we're into like fucking st- uh, uh stop watches and roses and yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah. and uh uh all all the fucking what do people get berninis and you know yeah, fucking yeah, 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 all yeah, that yeah. shit you know where do people so sometimes when i think about tattooing right like a part of it i think of so there's a cultural aspect where it's like you belong to a group or a culture or whatever and so there's some signs that you go by for that that kind of makes sense but <clears throat> as far as like a lot of the other ones i always think about the trends mm. like the like the tramp stamps and all that other stuff and i think I always thought that a tattoo, to a certain extent, was supposed to set you apart, right? And so then, but Mm -hmm. if you're buying into a trend at the tattoo level, I feel like you're actually not being set apart. So, what is the what is getting into people's heads that they that they especially seems like for me? I'm just talking me. This is not you. Yeah. Right. Sometimes a lot of chicks that I know, like they'll be like, I want to get a barcode on the back of my neck, and I'm like, you and about a million other people, like, what the fuck are you talking about? What is that? Hey, you know what? It's what's fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, a lot of people don't walk into a tattoo shop and look at the portfolios <laughs> or pick something off the flash. We have some flash in the shop and we change it out, you know, every few months it's because it's shit. If someone's going to pick something yeah. we want to do, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's, a. Uh, I mean, motherfuckers are on the internet, bro. They're on Instagram. Oh, because this dude's got fucking million followers. He's dope as fuck. Right. Or, you know, oh, I saw uh, some fucking coordinates on the collarbone of <laughs> fucking Angelina Jolie. So I want to get that. You know what I mean? It's, it's more of, you know, people coming in, a lot of Pinterest shit, you know, coming in with, oh, I saw this. And, and I, I try to tell them, why do you want to get that? Because someone else has it already. Most well, of the time, we're changing it up a little bit because everybody does a tattoo different. Right. I'll shade it different than that dude, which most of the time I want to make it different. But sometimes you just can't fucking talk people out of it. You know what I mean? And, right. And it's like an old timer told me, you know, hey, bro, 10 kanjis is a car payment. So just get your fucking money. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, it's almost like, when you say what you don't want a tattoo, sometimes if these people are just 
consistent about it, consistent about it, and they're nice about it, then I'll go ahead and do it. And I'll try to change it as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But if they're just like fucking assholes, I emailed you five times and you didn't have time for me. I said, look, I told you I'm booked, dude. If they're just going to be a jerk, I'm just like, man, maybe we just go, maybe we want to go somewhere else and get it done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're coming to me for something like, I wouldn't go to a fucking body shop and tell the dude how to fix my car or paint my car. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you came to me for a certain reason. You know, you got re- most 85% of the clientele is referral, you know? Right. And you came to me for a reason. You saw my work somewhere else. Oh, you saw my work online. And, uh, you know, and then you have people that come to you for specialty tattoos. Like I do a lot of the skulls, the bandana, flipped up hats and you know, I learned to do that. I mean, Rick Clayton and, and Baby Ray, they were my mentors. And, uh, you know, Rick, obviously, we talked about Rick Clayton specializing in that whole skull, flipped up hat, suicidal tattoos. And I got a lot of people that come over from Europe and other countries to get it. And, you know, so something that like that is, is a specialty. They're coming to you for that. And this is what it costs. Right. You know, there's a minimum because you're looking for that certain thing. That only I can do or only certain people can do. Right. You know, like someone wanted to go to Chente Reels to get a portrait. It's like, dude, you're going to pay what he wants for it because he specializes in that shit, amongst other things. But it's, it's just something that, you know, uh, uh, you ha- the peop- they have to look at it that way. Like, you know, hey, I'm going there for this. Let me do my thing, you know. And there's nothing worse than a dude coming in with this chick to get a tattoo and his fucking chick is talking for him. You know, yeah, yeah. so I get, oh, oh well, what do man. you think? Oh, man, oh, it's a straight bitch. Just who just woke up. Yeah. Oh, hell oh, It's no. a bitch move, dude, for sure. <laughs> so what I tell him, that's the talking. Hell no. And I'll, tell, and I'll go to the chick. I'll go, oh, are you, you're getting, are you getting, you're getting, getting the same tattoo? Huh? Oh, no, no, he's getting, oh, all right. All right. No, yeah. but and I just when I fucking, fuck him, when I fucking, put the he's fucking hand to look at yeah. it. Well, I don't think it should be, well, you ain't getting the fucking tattoo. <laughs> and you have the man up for him? Dude, uh, dude, I'm just like, yeah, bro, come on, bro. You're getting the tattoo. Do you want it there? Do you want it this size? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, well, then let's do it. You're wasting fucking time here, you know? Hey, what about, uh, what dude, that kind of shit. Really, man, yeah. burn me out, dude. Yeah. What about bitch ass shit? <laughs> <laughs> bitch ass shit. Mm. Hey, what about um nightmare like a nightmare customers? Are there are there? Cause in the law, right? I'm a lawyer, so in the law, so, and I'm saying this, and if you're listening to this, yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the sometimes the clients that want to pay the least. The most fucking headaches. They want extra little, tiny little, extra little deals. Does that also happen in tattooing? Do of you have, course, bro. They come in and they're like, look at that flag, man. They don't look like a full-on flag. I need to blah, blah, blah. And they just want these little tweaks and shit and drive you nuts? Yeah, you know, it's I, early on in my career, I dealt with a lot of that. But, you know, now I'm a little bit more wiser, a little more experienced. Season. Yeah. Season and, and don't have those, you know, that aspect of it. But, you know, it's... Uh, you know, they, yeah, they're nitpicky. You're just like, dude, yeah. really? Like, I'm telling you, you can't make it any smaller. <laughs> you know, it, 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 you want it to look good. You want your, you know, they're going to do a portrait of their kid. Like, if you're going to get it too small in 10 years, it's going to like Mike Tyson got beat up with a mob ring. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's too small and shit starts to bleed together. They don't know that, you know, and then they'll come in like, why is it like that? I said, because I told you. You know, you wanted it that small. This is going to happen. I try not to talk them into that. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to get that small, so you probably shouldn't. You should probably go to someone that does straight single needle shit. I mean, I do single needle, but 
I don't, I don't like doing it because I like my shit to last. I want my shit to be seen from a block away. You know what I'm saying? Right. right, right. right. I like to call like my the, some of those little mini micros. Those things are just going to turn into a blob over a certain just amount a of time, bo- right? Yeah, bro. They're just going just gonna to disappear. I mean, they look cool for like a year or two. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen like a mini tattoo get sub, like sucked up into like a skin tag and it just look like a weird deflated <laughs> balloon? <laughs> no, I haven't. But it's funny you say skin tags. Cause sometime, sometimes they're so small. And when you're shaving, you got to shave the, the hair off. <laughs> they're so small, bro, that sometimes you nick them and <sighs> they don't stop bleeding, bro. We used to get fucking crazy glue. And fucking crazy gloom, so right. they stop bleeding. So, because it's right in the area, or tell them, hey, you should probably move this tattoo because they say tattooing over moles form cancer. But I never, mm-hmm. I never heard of anything like that or anybody doing that. that. But I've got you know, some. They didn't do shit. Yeah, you know, people like to cover that shit. And but yeah, dude, you seen shit out there that's so small. You're just like, like for instance, that fucking name, that says Scarlet, man. <laughs> and I told the dude, do it with a smaller needle, man. And he's like, no, it's going to be fine. I fucking hate that tattoo. It's my daughter's name. I love her to death. But if anything, I'll get lasered off as that motherfucker because you can't even read it, you know? And right, that, right, that's right, a prime right. example of doing shit too with a, with a needle that's too big for what you're doing. You know what I mean? You got to fucking know that stuff. And some of these dudes... Yeah. They don't know that they're like doing fucking, you know, the uh, they're all single needle the whole sleeve and it takes them fucking two years because they're doing all these little things. And that's cool and all and shit. But after time, you know, especially in Southern California, man, the sun just fucks up the tattoos. Man. Right. Uh, and speaking of Mike Tyson, longtime listener, Rachel Sterling has just written in. She wants to know what the fuck is the tattoos on Mike Tyson's face? Dude, it, it's some kind of, it's obviously some kind of tribal fucking tattoo. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like you know? flames or something. You know? and, and mad respect to Mike Tyson. I'm not dissing necessarily. Mad respect, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a tribal tattoo. I don't know who did it. You know what I mean? But <laughs> Somebody in Vegas. Some Probably someone in <laughs> Vegas and shit. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's like, fuck, I don't know if Mike got on one, dude, and just said, do this shit on my face or what, you know? <laughs> I would take a brave motherfucker to do that to Mike's face, Hell right? Hell yeah, dude. I'd be shaking like a motherfucker, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, that? <laughs> when this dude comes out of this fucking drunken state? Yeah, <laughs> man. come back and beat my ass? Yeah, what, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, How about pussy cream? Right. What's up with the pussy cream? The yeah. pussy cream is fucking solid right now, dude. It's oh, like, it yeah, is? Yeah, dude. You got to get it the helped, good shit, though, man. It helps, yeah. you, it helps yeah. out your job. Well, you know, if some dudes don't like the tattoo with it, but... You know, over the counter, you could get 5% lidocaine. Other than that, you got to get it prescribed and shit. Like, right. I'm going to fucking lie, homes. Like, uh, I got my whole side done, three sessions to six hours, and yeah. I fucking lathered yeah. that shit on. Big Pick Mike used that cream for the catheter. When they put the catheter oh, in, they looped yeah. them up. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I see it for, well, I call it pussy cream, mm-hmm. because mm. a girl mm-hmm. can use it. Like, for a girl, I get it. The girl's going to get it in a crazy place, but a guy... The whole whole experience of earning that tattoo yeah. is uh, is the pain the of it, pain. man. I feel like earn. that's a... You got to earn it. The yeah, older but, you fucking get, bro, that shit ain't fun no more. I was well, I tell get you. that. That's why yeah. I don't have any more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get yeah. stop getting them. You know? So you, I, 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 uh, my chiropractor, she prescribed me this thing. It's like, so six per- 5% you get over the counter, maybe 6 or 7 They got the fucking, uh, on Amazon, you get a little bottle of this fucking dick spray. And it's 7%. Mm-hmm. And you're going to spray it on your dick and fuck for hours, they say. Uh, but, detain. But right. you can... 
We've used that during sessions. Sure. To tattoo, you know, to put it on there. One company was making 7%, but it, it's, uh, it, they got taken off the market. But the shit that I got, man, this shit's like 30 fucking percent, man. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't even feel that shit. But after it wears off, because your mind is set that shit ain't hurting. But after five, six hours of that shit, it starts wearing off because when they use that high of a percentage, it's usually for laser surgery. You know, laser removal. Right, 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 right. right. When we're tattooing, we're constantly wiping it off. Right. So it it comes off faster than if you were using yeah. it for like back pain or something like that. Right. You would, so it, when that shit comes off, bro, it, it hurts a little bit more. But fuck, dude. Now let me I ask use that then. shit. You know. Okay, so that stuff you would put. You, would they put it on when they're about to laser you off? Yeah, yeah. They used to do that. I don't know if they do it anymore, but they used to give you cream. I had a couple sessions done. They used to give you cream, and it's prescribed because it's over 5%, you know? Yeah, I'm going to need some of that because I'm going to try and get my neck. Is It's all just blobbed together. I got some, brother. I'll hook you up. Yeah, and because yeah. and, 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 I want to do it for the removal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The removal fucking hurts, bro. That's what I've heard. Yeah, it's yeah. like fucking, remember the Jiffy Popcorn? Yeah. It's like that fucking shit, bro. On bap, your bap, neck. Bap, 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 oh. Yeah. Someone throwing darts at your shit. Yeah, dude. we should well, do Frank that. Well, Frank Ball sent me a video, and they were like... Making a pass, and yeah. it was like they were just clearing shit out. I was yeah. like, "What the yeah. fuck, dude?" Like it's like pat 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 pat, and it's just it's just flashes of fucking laser, bro. But they have different lasers. Like they got a ruby laser. They got you know different lasers for like. Unfortunately, bro, the hardest shit to get off from laser removal is color. You would think it'd be oh, yeah. black, but it's color, bro. Because yeah, good because black is a, a carbon. And color is a pigment, so it's a little bit different, bro. Right, and right, right. So I'm better off getting the black off. I'm the black, cool. yo, you'd be good, dude. That should have come off real quick. Hey, yeah. we uh, so listen, man, listen. It was uh, Jason Brown, ST Tattoos, uh, Psychotic Youth album coming out soon. Coming out, man. Go uh, check out our. Uh, where do they go? Where do they go to where find? Go to our IG at Psychotic Youth Official, um, at ST Tattoo Studio. At yeah. Jason Brown Tattooer, you can find all our shit on there. Yeah, uh, we'll be having merch up soon, and we're doing some shows coming up. And yeah, man, look for that album, dude. It's it's a uh, it's some good shit from the West Side. It's authentic. It's a uh, powerful man, and it's uh, get your fucking work on to it, Holmes. Yeah, pump that iron, fucking clown, Jason yeah. Brown, man. Thank you, brother. Thank I you for coming it. in today, man. This Always is lucky. Great, and you got to come back on. Uh, after the album drops and let us know what we can promote on here. Yeah. And we'll promote it for you as well. For sure. Um, yeah. And man, would love to get you And then we got to talk about that time you and uh, Paulie got rolled up and he asked me to call fucking Kaufman and shit what Kaufman told me. <laughs> oh, yeah. When we got busted? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We, we got to go over that, that, dude. It's yeah, funny. we got it. We got to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, man. Thank you, brother. Thank and you're you, welcome, man. Dude. Thank and we you. got, we got, we're gonna have you back on. We got a lot more to talk about. Hell yeah, dude. You got them Polly B. Yeah, Polly B. Chronicles. Res- yep, much respect. Yep. Thank you for coming in. Those stories were fan fucking tastic. Thank man. you, my brother. I appreciate I, all it. All success to you and your endeavors, my friend. Thank you, bro. I God bless you, you guys. In. Yeah. yeah, man. Woo. Yeah. Hey, www.supermaxhardware.com. Peep us out. We just dropped summer capsule, um, and also I want cookies. SF. At Vibes Papers. Shout out to Estevan Oreo, Burner, the whole team out there, Soul Assassins. Uh, big Boom. thanks. Big thanks to Enzo's Pizzeria for catering. Big shout out to Pulpo Beard Oil. 
Calco, our showrunner. Thank you, Calco. And Instagram, Jesus. Happy birthday, and thank you for all you do. And Ovando LLP, we wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. The best legal representation that money can buy. And you need a, maybe a, some sort of audio project done? You gotta head over to Sean at Movemental.media. Mike, get in there. Get in there. Whoa. Check it out on IG. Also got Bionic Sound System for all you DJs and MCs out there. We provide lighting and sound system for you for your live events. Yeah, you do. Love the best shit out. And like we do about this time, adios amigos from the Hard Luck Show. Because I was hoping, you know, for the shoot tomorrow, we could send Rocky down and you pick it up. Kurt. No, hey, gotcha. You gotta go somewhere. So, hey, what the fuck? It's only the photography, the film we're talking about. Are you giving me shit, Kurt? No, hey, no way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.